Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome, everyone, to Senior Care Live, where it's all about information, education, and resources for those of us caring for an elderly loved one. I'm Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting and the host of this program. It is my honor to be with you here today. I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I'm meeting more and more people who are saying, look, I don't miss a single program. They call it appointment radio. They tune in each and every Saturday morning at 11, and wow, I I'm just really, really honored uh, that you would do that. Thank you so much. If you have a question about the program, you can call anytime. And as you may or may not know, we have a toll-free number, so write that down and you can call anytime. Here it is, 1-800-331-6445. Again, the toll-free number for Senior Care Live, 1-800-331-6445. You can check out the website. It's online, Senior Care Live. That's an L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. If you visit online, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, sign up for the e-newsletter, and uh, check out upcoming free educational events. And we're going to move right to our first uh, um, guest today in studio. But before we do that, just want to give you a real quick update uh, there's a new phone number for Senior Care Consulting. You can call the old phone number. It'll still work perfectly fine. But I'm going to start to transition to the new phone number, 913-945-2800. So the new phone number for Senior Care Consulting, that's my firm, where we have the placement service, and uh, I'll talk more about that next week. But it's 913-945-2800. And, of course, online at Senior Care Consulting. Dot com. All right, right to my first guest, my special guest, my friend Steve Johnson with LTC Expert. You can find Steve online at ltcexpert.net. And Steve, welcome back to Senior Care Live. It is great to be back. Thank you, Steve. All right. So I think most people, we're going to be talking about long-term care insurance, of course. And uh, most people, I, th- I think, have at least heard of long-term care insurance. Uh, and we'll talk about what that is here in just a minute because there is some confusion out there uh, in the marketplace. But first of all, share with us, why why should someone purchase long-term care insurance? Well, most of us are going to need care. Um Statistics are pretty daunting. The uh, Department of Health and Human Services says that 70% of people who turn 65 will need care. And one other interesting stat is that 40% of, actually it's 43% of those who need care are younger than 65. So it happens to a lot of people and it happens younger than you would think. 
Um, the second reason why it's important is it's expensive. I mean, Steve, you are out there every day helping people, and what have, what have you seen the cost to be? Well, if you want 24-hour in-home care, you're looking at twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a month. A month. A month. I mean, it's just it's unaffordable for most people for very long. Uh, you're looking at assisted living at five to six thousand dollars per month, and then the nursing home level of care. You're looking at uh, if semi-private to a private room from six thousand to about ten thousand yeah. dollars a month. So the bottom line seventy to a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's what it costs if you don't have insurance. So the reason this insurance is so important is. It's going to happen to most people. They'll need care. It's very expensive if you don't have insurance. And finally, people work so hard to protect their retirement. They invest. They spend hours and hours thinking about it, but they leave the back door unlocked. And that is Mm. long-term care. Uh, People need um, care with chronic conditions, most of us in our life. And if we don't address it, it will end up making a mess of your retirement. Well, oh, Steve, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to leave. Need long term care. I'm not included in that statistic. No, I, I'm. I'm just kidding. I, I can't say that. So, people out there who are thinking, ah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, no, probably not. The odds are against you. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they are. And so, um, getting getting this insurance really gives people peace of mind, and they've they've really prepared well for their future. All right, so uh, so let's go back then and let's answer the question, what is long-term care insurance? Because, frankly, I, I know a lot of people have heard about it, but I don't. I am sure that a lot of people don't totally understand yeah. what that means yeah. and what it is. Great. So it's extended care. It's insurance that will pay for extended care, and that's help with your daily living activities, and that's contrasted with your health insurance, which pays for doctors and hospitals medical treatments, and sometimes medications. This pays for help with your daily living activities. So it's non-medical, and just about everyone needs it, as we just discussed. Let me transition into a couple of related uh, pieces of information. The causes for needing care are often uh, accidents, Mm -hmm. illnesses, or becoming frail with age. And that includes even severe cognitive impairment, and I'm going to tell a story in our next segment about that, uh, which includes Alzheimer's. And also, people get care, uh, most people want to be in their homes, and you've heard that time and again. It pays for care in your home, also in assisted living, nursing home, memory and Alzheimer's units, and adult daycare. And so it, I think long-term care insurance is so much more flexible today than it's ever been. You know, back in the day, and I think we've talked about this or maybe just touched on it, but back in the day it was a nursing home policy. That's what they called it, nursing home insurance. Now, that's not that's not sexy. That doesn't sound great. I don't want anything to do with it. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Next <laughs> so, next topic. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's now called long-term care insurance because it's comprehensive. It gives you the option to stay home or in a facility, and it gives you the consumer control. All right. So thanks for, uh, for pointing that out. So a lot of people think, well, you know, oh, Medicare is going to cover me. I'm like, uh, no, that, that's your health insurance. Think of it as your health insurance. Your long-term care insurance will cover all of these options that you just mentioned. And again, the, the flexibility in the new long-term care insurance policies is just amazing. It's wonderful. It's very consumer friendly. That's right. And if I could, Steve, uh, in my 15 years of helping people, I've talked with thousands of people, sat across the kitchen table. I'll tell you what I hear the reason, the most common reasons people get this insurance. People with any kind of actual experience uh, know that this puts an enormous burden on the family. So that's the number one thing I hear is I don't want to be a burden to my family. Second thing I hear a lot is protect my savings. 
I also hear people say, I want to stay in my home. I never want to go to a nursing home unless I'm visiting my aunt. Sure. sure. Um, and I also hear people say quality care. They want to have the funds to be able to make the decision on who their caregiver is. And finally, all of that wrapped up under peace of mind. If you haven't dealt with long-term care, you really haven't dealt with that that sort of elephant that's in the room that um, as we age, unfortunately, you're going to learn from your friends that it does happen and it happens to a lot of people. So those are really common reasons I hear from people on why they get a plan. Okay, so what is the process and how do you help a new client uh, get um, get started with their long-term care insurance policy? So there's, it's really simple. The first thing you need to know is that you have to health qualify. So the first step is to, I typically have a brief phone conversation. It's really no more than five minutes. And I ask some basic health questions to mm-hmm. let the person know if they can qualify. Okay. Step number two is to determine your goals and your budget. Once we know if you can health qualify and your goals and your budget, then number three is I shop as an independent agent and uh, to find the best plan based on the person's health and their goals. See, and I love that you're not... Uh I was going to say hostage. That's a really negative word, but you're not uh, just representing one single uh, policy or one single organization and then trying to make everyone fit into that. You have uh, complete uh, uh, selection and choice over the marketplace. That's right. And uh, in the 15 years I've done this, Steve, my go-to company has changed because the the pricing and what they'll uh, what they'll cover has changed. And so I put my uh, client first and ask what would be best for them. And and so sometimes if you have high blood pressure, you have um, maybe pre-diabetic, and so you're not quite there yet, you can shop around. That's right. And that is that is one of the things that will drive uh, me from one company to another is the is the health. You're right. And and that's another like huge point is that you have to qualify for this insurance policy. So I wouldn't put that off too long. Uh, to me, in your mid-50s is kind of the sweet spot, maybe early 50s. Uh, but, uh, hey, share with us uh, one of the buying tips from this awesome guide that we're going to be giving away. Here. Yeah, good. Thank you, Steve. So there's a consumer uh, guide that uh, we're giving away today if you call in. And um, there's some buying tips in here that I think are very helpful and one of them is to work with an independent agent, someone who represents multiple companies. And as you've already pointed out, the advantage, Steve, you can, um, as the client, you can rest assured that what's best for you is what what you'll get rather than what uh, the one company that that captive agent represents. That, that's a captive agent. I was going to say hostage. But <laughs> oh, that's what you're right. looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Captive agent. Captive is a much, uh, a much more of a friendly word there. So. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So to request your free copy of the long-term care insurance consumer guide. So this is just excellent information about long-term care insurance. It's a consumer friendly. Well, heck, it's called a consumer guide. Here's how you do that. Call Steve Johnson at 913-829-7555. That's Steve Johnson with LTC Experts at 913-829-7555 or online at ltcexperts.net. And Steve, uh, in the next segment, uh, I think you have a, a personal story uh, that is uh, really, really going to be uh, uh, touching, I think. is going to really prove the point. So I'm looking forward uh, to that story. All right, so for the Senior Care Live question of the week, 
when qualifying for Medicaid in the state of Kansas, the retirement accounts, and that would include your 401k and your IRA, of the community spouse or the person who is living, still living at home, are considered an exempt asset and are not included in the spend down. Is this statement true or false? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Again, the toll-free number for Senior Care Live, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream the program live to any electronic device by going to SeniorCareLive.com. On the left-hand side, kind of towards the top, You'll see the Listen Live button. Just click that button, and it'll stream straight to your phone, tablet, uh, laptop, any electronic device. It's really that simple. All right, so for the Senior Care Live question of the week, so when you're qualifying for Medicaid in Kansas, the retirement account, and that would include your 401K, your IRA, et cetera, and this would be for the community spouse or the the spouse who is still remaining uh, living at home independently, the the retirement account is considered an exempt asset and it is not included in the Medicaid spend down. And is that statement true or false? And the answer is true. True. The community spouse's retirement account in Kansas is considered an exempt asset and does not have to be divided and spent down. Now, however, that's different in Missouri. It does count. It is a countable asset. It does have to be divided and spent down. So more information on that next week. I think I'm going to get into that a little bit more. So, uh, all right. So for anyone who may, may have caught the end of that first segment and they, and you want a copy of your free copy, your long-term care insurance consumer guide, call Steve Johnson right away, 913-829-7555. That's Steve Johnson at 913-829-7555. You can also check him out online at ltcexpert.com. Dot net. It's the uh, uh, long-term care insurance uh, consumer guide. It's great information, and uh, and just give Steve a call, and uh, he will get you hooked up. All right, so Steve, uh, you have a a personal story uh, where uh, this this gentleman, this family, they're very very fortunate and very happy that they have a long-term care insurance policy. Yes, Steve. Thanks. Uh, a friend of mine, John, actually a very good friend, I met about. 15 years ago, and I met him through my work. I was a brand new long-term care insurance agent, just freshly out of training. Yep. And uh, John was not more than a few months behind me in his training. We became friends, uh, fellow insurance agents. And um, I was talking to him actually earlier today because I know what's going on in his life. And I was asking him a few questions, and he refreshed my memory. Um, He he reminded me that when he started as an agent back uh, about 15 years ago, he was very insurance averse 
Uh, as a matter of fact, he did not buy a policy. He was thinking of quitting his job as a long-term care insurance agent. But he hung in there. And during that first few years, uh, he talked to a lot of people across the kitchen table. As a matter of fact, over a thousand different uh, families. Mm-hmm. And during the course of that time, he uh, learned firsthand the real stories of people whose loved ones have needed care for all sorts of reasons. And he learned firsthand the expense, the devastation to the family, and um, somewhere along the line, he saw the wisdom and bought himself a small policy. He worked a few more years and saw how really very important this is, and he bought a, a pretty good policy. And um, and then uh, John's wife, Sue, back in 2007, she was 47 years old, and she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And at, at- 47 age, years old at age 47 and the the point there is you're hearing more and more about early onset alzheimer's so if you think oh i i won't get sick until i'm 80 uh wrong it it, it could happen to anyone at any age and the prognosis at the time was seven to 20 years would be her her uh, period of care well, in 2011, she began to receive care in the home. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, in 2012, she entered a facility. And so nine years later, today, uh, she's been in care for nine years. And I, um, so there have been hundreds of thousands of dollars have been paid from this insurance policy for her care. Wow. Yeah. And, and when I was talking to John, these are just a few quotes. He said, wow, what if I wouldn't have bought a policy? Mm. Um a few other thoughts he had. He said, I cannot fathom what my life would be like, even my adult children, my work, if if I did not have the care options and the funding that the long-term care policy provides. And a few other thoughts. He said, I'd be, f- I'd be flabbergasted if I thought about how much I'd be spending. What I thought was interesting about that comment was, as I talked to John about this experience, he has spent very little time thinking about the money. He spent a lot of time thinking about his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, this does not take away the brokenheartedness that happens when you have a 47-year-old wife. But yeah. in one other, a couple of other quotes, he said, I don't think about the cost of care much now um, because he focuses on his wife sure. and on taking, making sure she's well cared for, making sure you know, everything is going well with her. And, and he's her care manager. He's her advocate. He speaks for her. He makes sure that they're doing a great job for his wife. Yeah, that's right. And as a matter of fact, an interesting twist to this story, uh, Sue's mother, they were actually in the same facility, the daughter and the mother. Really? And that didn't work out very well. And so oh boy. John moved Sue. But um, the point is that he has spent almost no time thinking about how financially devastating this is. And, and that's because he bought a good policy and he can focus on his wife. And that's really what it does. See, so you're talking somewhere, uh, and we don't need to know where she's at, but I'm just going to do some quick math. You're talking somewhere between six hundred dollars to $900,000 that his policy has paid out. And what a blessing, financial blessing. This situation is not a blessing. Obviously, this right. is really, really tough. But a financial blessing it is for him to not stress out about the money. Are you kidding? $600,000 $900,000 is what that policy is, is paid out. Well, the, and the last thing he said to me, yeah, you're right. I mean, the numbers are staggering. The, the financial numbers are staggering. He said, I'm thankful there's care. And I, and, uh, I, I, what I thought was interesting about that comment was 
he was just really thankful for, and it's really part of what you do, Steve, and that is there are a lot of care options that are out there. Uh, it takes two things. It takes a care provider and it takes funding. And, and um, you know, thank God he he planned ahead. But the point is all of us are in some level of denial, even long-term care insurance agents. It's like the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but after, after enough uh, kitchen table conversations, he saw that it really can happen. He took that first step, met with an agent, got a policy, which, which by the way was himself. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the unthinkable happened and he is, mm. um, um, he can focus on his wife. So my, my wife's best friend, her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in her upper 40s, uh, 47, 48, 49, right in there. Yeah. Uh, my youngest client with Alzheimer's is 48. Okay. Uh, so, look, this is not some rare exception. This is happening, and I don't know why it's happening, but it's happening more and more and more. So, for our listeners, li- listen. Um, this we're we're getting a little heavy with you today. We got we, that that's a that's a serious story. Uh, but this is this is serious business. You can protect your assets. This man sleeps well at night, knowing that he doesn't have to go completely broke getting his wife what sounds like excellent care. Call Steve Johnson for a price quote. Call for a meeting, 913-829-7555. Steve Johnson, LTCExpert.net is the uh, is the website. And I would just give him a call, 913-829-7555. And uh, Steve, thanks so much, uh, so much for being on the program today. Uh, really appreciate you offering this free booklet. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, so you can call at any time, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, uh, if you miss a broadcast, uh, you can always come back after the fact to SeniorCareLive.com. Hit the podcast tab and the podcast will be there of the program, and you can listen to it after the fact. We have hundreds of people every month very intentionally going back to the program, to the website, and listening to a podcast. So uh, so that's fantastic. So keep it up, and feel free to use that, uh, use that feature. All right, so we're going to shift gears uh, from our long-term care insurance expert, Steve Johnson, and now we're going to talk with our uh, good friend, Judy Wechter. She's the RN and community educator with Crossroads Hospice, a fantastic hospice organization. And Judy, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Steve. Good morning. All right, good morning. Um, okay, so the last time we spoke, you talked about uh, something that just absolutely just tripped my trigger, and I thought, mm-hmm. man, we really need to talk about that one of these days. How do you select 
a hospice provider? Because right now in Kansas City, correct me if I'm wrong, we have about 50 providers. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Man, so look, that that's a lot of providers in not that big of a market. You know, a couple billion people here. Did I say billion? I, yes, you I, did. <laughs> I, I said million, and I kind of I, I kind of stuck a B in there. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, a couple of million people, uh, yeah. fifty providers. That that sounds like a lot to me. So, how do you go about selecting a hospice provider? It does get confusing, and a lot of people are going to assume that their hospital or their physician are just going to automatically hook them up. But we have. We have patient rights, and one of our rights as a patient is to be able to make our own health care decisions and choices. So you're more likely to hear them say, which one do you want, mm-hmm. versus here's what I suggest or what I recommend. So we look, um, actually, the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization put together a booklet, if you will, on how to select a hospice, and it goes over a lot of things. Um, one of the easiest ones to start off with is just looking at, what what kind of a structure? Are they part of a healthcare system? Are they within that hospital network? Are they faith affiliated? Is it a for profit, non for profit? And those are things that sometimes confuse people. The you know, the whole for profit, non for profit sometimes gives the illusion of more caring and considerate care if you go with a non profit when in reality that's just a, a business model. It's a it's a tax structure. I think it's a tax structure. And, yes. Yeah. So and I'm always pointing that out. Uh well, I, I'm looking for a senior care community and I want a non profit. Well, mm-hmm. it's I know a lot of non profits that make way more money than for profit corporations. So it's just an accounting and, and a tax issue really. Right. Those that are nonprofit don't have to pay certain taxes that a for-profit would have to. And in this day and age, in the in the healthcare industry, we're seeing less and less of the nonprofits, just because it's a very difficult model to be financially, you know, strong. So we're seeing less of that. And that doesn't exclude the fact that we could have charitable foundations. Crossroads um, has been around. In fact, that's one of their questions. How long have they been in business? We've been around about 20 years. And for us, we do have a charitable foundation. In fact, we have two wings. One provides for education and awareness on end-of-life care and bereavement issues for our community, not specifically to just our patients or their surviving families, mm-hmm. but to anyone within our community um, who lives there, works there, or is in the healthcare industry. And then we have a charitable foundation or wing, if you will, to cover patients based on need of services unrelated to their ability to pay. Well, and so you're talking about you know, how long has hospice been operating within the community. So uh, if you have a, a brand new hospice provider, it doesn't mean that they will do a poor job. It's just they're new to the community, and then you might have someone like Crossroads, uh, and you've been in the community for years and years. So right. and that might help someone saying all things being equal, uh, I would rather work with the more established provider. Sometimes that is a factor because you know that there are going to be established relationships, not just with the physicians, but also with the community resources and networks, as well as the health care systems that are in place in that community. It, it helps. Okay. And so uh, if if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I mean, I'm 
I am in the process of, of thinking about reaching out to a hospice organization. How do you choose uh, a hospice provider? Uh, I'm, I'm going to put a link on the website, okay. Judy. Uh, so it's to the uh, National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, uh, and then you can download this. I think there are like 17 different uh, points here where you can ask the questions yes. and get the answers to help you screening. And, and then here, let me just throw this out because this is what I would do. I would not go to that website. I would just call you. That's fine. I, and I would sure. just call uh, Crossroads Hospice. And so if you're comfortable with that, uh, Crossroads, look, I've heard nothing but positive, glowing reviews about Crossroads Hospice. You can reach out to Crossroads here locally, 816-333-9200, 816-333-9200 for Crossroads Hospice. And you work uh, on the Kansas and the Missouri side, north, south, east, and west. Is that correct? I do. On the Kansas side, I primarily do the continuing education for professional relicensure and education events. Um, on the Missouri side, I am much more involved. That's actually my, my home base, my home office. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and Crossroads uh, provides the hospice uh, services on both sides of the state line, just, yes. just for the record. <laughs> so I, I gave an 816 number, but but there is a, a, yes. a, a Kansas location, Kansas staff, and so you, you have the entire metro covered. Right, and and if you if you call one or the other, we're always going to connect you, um, especially when we straddle the state line like we do here. That causes lots of problems. I think. It can confuse people. <laughs> it it definitely can. And, and then and then Missouri's thinking about doing away with uh, uh, daylight savings time, and I'm like, no, you don't. You can't do that. <laughs> and so and if one does it, I mean, both both sides would have to do it to make sense. So uh, sure. anyway, all right. So I don't want to get too far off topic, but uh, okay. So uh, does a hospital owner operate a care facility to provide home-like care in a hospice residence, hospital, or nursing home, and what does that mean if they don't? So could you elaborate on that? What they're really referring to is, you know, in that system, do they also have like a, a, a nursing home or a skilled unit, those type of things, but with hospice, specifically a hospice house. And only about 20, 25% of hospices have their own inpatient hospice house or hospice facility, uh-huh. that benefit under Medicare, and, and primarily the majority of our patients are going to be Medicare recipients or Medicare beneficiaries, dying and end of life, chronic disease and illness is more of an elderly person issue than it is a young person yep. issue. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the hospice house or the inpatient, that's really what it is. It's a general inpatient benefit. Any hospice can provide the general inpatient benefit. You just want to ask how it's done. We don't have a freestanding hospice house with Crossroads. What we do is general inpatient through contracts with area nursing homes and hospitals. The benefit to that is, especially if you're in an area where you want to stay in your own community and not have to go north or, or, or south out of your area in your comfort zone, we can actually use that benefit and admit you to your local hospital or your local nursing home where you would receive that same level of care paid for by Medicare. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't have to change hospices, give up your hospice team, or be inpatient outside of your particular area. But I do want to point out that is a medical necessity benefit. You don't have the option of saying, oh, well, I'll have hospice come to my home, or I'll have hospice come to my nursing home, or I'll go to the hospice house and just live there for, you know, however long this this plays out. Sure. There has to be a medical necessity that requires an inpatient 
stay for that individual. So the majority of our care is provided in the home at the bedside, whether that's a nursing home or in the patient's own home or family member's home. In fact, 95-plus percent of it is provided in that arena. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you go, just to be very clear, so when you go to one of these inpatient uh, uh, hospice, like their own house type of mm-hmm. an arrangement, that's typically right at the end of life, heavy medical care, along with all of the other benefits that the hospice mm-hmm. uh, uh, provider provides, mm-hmm. and, and then you pass. And it's because their needs are so complex, they can't be managed in in the the home. home. In the home, that's right. And we can um, stabilize an individual and then discharge them back to their home. Mm -hmm. But if the individual elects to stay there, it may become a need of of them either having an insurance policy for long-term care or um, private pay to stay. Once there's no longer a, a need to change the plan of care, have the physician write new orders on a daily basis. And that's for the inpatient. The vast Mm -hmm. majority of hospice care is provided not in an inpatient setting, maybe in your own home, your apartment, maybe your assisted living apartment, those sort of things. And and, and that can be provided for months and months. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. So our clinical staff, and that would be physicians, nurses, and social workers, mm-hmm. uh, certified or credentials, uh, cr- excuse me, credentialed in hospice in palliative care. We want to have organizations that we know are really invested in being cream of the crop and, and being up to date on not just regulations and, and things, but also on what's new and what's appropriate as far as treatment. So we have our, our local, for us, it's Kansas City Regional Home Care Association. We have the Missouri Hospice and Palliative Care Association, the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organizations. Um, we can have certified hospice and palliative nurses. We're active with the Hospice and Palliative Nurse Association. Um, for, for me, I'm LNEC certified, which is End of Life Nursing Education Consortium. So, yes, um, typically you're going to see a high percentage of your staff that have those advanced certifications as well as their positions. Okay, excellent, Judy. We'll uh, continue this conversation right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call the toll-free number 1-800-331-6445. That's 1-800-331-6445. Back to my special guest in studio today, Judy Wechter, registered nurse and community educator with Crossroads Hospice. We're talking today about how to select a hospice provider. And, and look, there's a lot that goes into this, but if you want to avoid all that and call a fantastic hospice service i would highly recommend crossroads hospice 816-333-9200 crossroads hospice can be reached at 816-333-9200 so judy let's uh, get back to uh, uh th- this is just an excellent piece uh by the uh, uh national 
Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, and uh, I'll make sure to have that link on the website. But let's talk about staff and coming to the home uh, in the case of a crisis. Uh, you know, how, let's talk about response time and on call, and how, how do you handle that with Crossroads? With us, we have 24-hour staff, so we have individuals who work evenings and nights, specifically that shift. So at the end of the day, when the doors lock for the office, we have these on-call positions that are out there. So anyone who was on um, a repeat visit or needed followed up on or if a family calls in with a concern or a question, we have staff readily available to go out and to see them. In addition to that, we have backup on-call. So if it happened to be just a very busy day or night, we have backups on top of that to go out and to cover that. And it's not just for the nursing staff that we do this. This is with our social workers, our chaplains, with all of our disciplines, because many times the need that the individual has may not be physical. It may be emotional or spiritual. And we need to have those other services available, too. And that's something to ask. Many hospices can meet the Medicare regulations and provide the services by using volunteer chaplains. And that may be very effective, although it may not be as accessible as having your own and having them on staff and and available um, to see your, your patients at all times. And if the volunteer that night happens to be a rabbi and what you really needed was a priest for last rites, you know, it may not work out so well. That, that's right. There, there's a huge, and, and God bless all the volunteers uh, out there volunteering at all different levels for all different things. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge difference between a volunteer and a, a, a paid staff person who, you know, this is their job and response time is critical. I mean, this is, this is heavy, serious stuff here. And so you can't call them back the next day. You need to be very timely. And I know that Crossroads does a great job there. Um, okay. So, so let's talk about, um, uh, well, there's so many things I want to get into. First of all, again, the last time we talked, you talked about um, something that just really hit home to me. You said that, uh, and we talked about how a lot of people call hospice pretty late in the game. Yes. And and you could have hospice for several months, just tremendous amount of support. And then you you threw out some numbers that kind of blew me away. So uh, if someone uh, is is uh, is is terminal with heart related issues mm-hmm. and they have they call hospice and hospice is on board for you know a number of months, there's uh, a a life expectancy that is actually extended. Yes, and, and that's. That's actually the case with with most of them, but with with heart disease, that it's like you're five that, months, uh-huh. <laughs> one hundred and fifty two days. So, uh-huh. I mean, are you kidding me? So, why wouldn't you call hospice? Do you know what I would give to have my dad for an extra day? Mm-hmm. And, and he had cancer, and I'll, I'll I'll admit we called our hospice provider late in the game, so we we made that mistake. And so I'm just, I'm urging everyone listening to this, don't make the same mistake I did. Call a hospice provider. Call Crossroads. Uh, the cancer, the, the life expectancy uh, extension, I'm not sure how you say that, uh, but additional, you know, mm-hmm. time, two to three months with the cancer diagnosis. Yes. And that's even looking at your primary cancers, lung and colon, which, um, you know, are, are universal leading cancers for both men and women. It makes a huge difference because you've got all of that extra attention to detail and frequent eyes on, on the patient. And, and again, that's something to ask. You know, what, what is your hospice's, uh, staff to patient ratio? 
and case managers, and RN is always the, the case manager. How many visits are they averaging? Medicare regulations say that an RN needs to assess the patient at least every two weeks, every 14 days. So I could see the patient twice a week and, and meet the regs. Our rate runs a little higher than that. Um, we average twice a week. Um, on a non-complicated patient. All right. So, all right. So, so look, <laughs> we're making a case here. This is a no-brainer. So, the the regulations are an RN uh-huh. sees the patient uh, every two weeks, and at Crossroads, you see the patient two times per week. So, you're providing four times the the required number of visits just by an RN. That's just one discipline. That's that one discipline. Um, and that's that's phenomenal, though. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Is. That's a tremendous amount of support. It is. And and when you look at it, if you look at some of the other numbers, it, it, it starts to all come together and make sense. It, it's managing the care of the patient. We're trying to prevent complications. We're not trying to speed up towards the end of life. We are trying to keep people out of the hospital. We know that we can provide a full month of hospice services to an individual for the same cost as one emergency room visit. So that's why we strive wow. to have, yes, why we strive to have a one-hour one response time. That's why we, we do 24-7 admissions, um, holidays, weekends, anytime, day or night. And those are questions you want to ask the hospices. Can, can they come out and do an admission if we decide to do this at a later date, can can you come out on Sunday? Can you come out on Mother's Day? Those kind of things make a difference. Do, do you have a palliative care team? When we talk about those extended life expectancies, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon for people to improve with all of this additional care and attention to symptom management and actually come up on a three-month certification period and on all of a sudden they're doing so much better, they may not qualified to recertify i I have i'm hearing that more and more Mm -hmm. that you just get such a tremendous amount of support through your hospice service that you may not you may get so much better uh, uh, that that you don't qualify for hospice anymore how about that it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. In that case, if you want to get kicked off of a service, that's, that's what you want. You want to get booted out of there like right away. So that's that's not a bad. Um, those are good bragging rights to have. And what we do in those cases is is the patient is discharged. You continue to follow up. But what we're able to do is we have a palliative care team. So whether it's prior to being on hospice or in the case of someone who's improved and and doesn't qualify any longer, we could admit the patient under our palliative care team. So you have a palliative care end-of-life physician, nurse practitioner, and social worker following them, coordinating their care with their family and friend caregivers, their providers, and then when they do decline and, and need hospice or are ready to make that switch, like you described with your, your father, uh-huh. it's an easy transition right onto the hospice team. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, I know that you have uh, a fantastic program, Gift of a Day, where you, you have a, a special day uh, for, for your patient. Uh, those things always bring tears to my eyes. Uh, just fantastic. A veterans recognition program, uh, edu- just tremendous amount of education, bereavement, support groups, uh, memorials, life journals. Crossroads Hospice is just a fantastic provider. So for our listeners, reach out to Judy, reach out to the Crossroads Hospice team at 816-333-9200. That's 816-333-9200. And Judy, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate you and and everything that uh, Crossroads does. Thank you, Steve. 
All right. And to everyone listening, I'm just so honored that you spent part of your day listening to this program. Thank you very, very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.